0: Hey, everybody. Welcome again to F This Movie, the official podcast of FThisMovie.com. Movie love for movie lovers. My name is Patrick Bromley, and I'm super excited for this week's show because we're talking about Constantine, a.k.a. Hellblazer, a.k.a. uh, The Lost Matrix movie. Yes, Matrix V Demons. Uh, Anyway, I'm joined for this conversation on Constantine. By Mr. Mark Om. Hi
1: Mark. <laughs> hi guys. I hi Patrick. Oh, I no. just came in after smoking thirty seven cigarettes.
0: Smoking the cigarettes. Yeah. According to IMDB trivia, it's thirteen cigarettes okay. that he smokes in the movie. That's seems- interesting. And then it says in the IMDB trivia, thirteen is generally considered an unlucky number. Oh, thanks for that, IMDb. IMDB trivia. It is so useful.
1: I feel like that's a relatively low number considering like French movies where people are just smoking all the time. 13 right. seems like a... Fairly when difficult. you
0: consider how, mu- how important cigarettes are to the character's
1: situation. Sure. I don't know. I think 13 is like a pretty pedestrian number. I'm just saying... Keanu could have done better. Do
0: you really think that they were that deliberate about it, though? That they were like, he should be seen smoking 13 times? Um, because 13 is generally considered an unlucky sure. number.
1: Because
0: this movie's not about luck.
1: No. So Bad or what, good. <laughs> what difference would it make? I don't know. Maybe it's about cigarettes. Maybe it's about lung cancer. This whole thing is an anti-smoking ad? Right. That's the subtext that is the text. Wow. Yeah. It is we pretty court- nightmarish what uh, Peter Stomari pulls out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wasn't good. Uh, we've cracked it. It's about lung cancer. Everyone.
0: This is a movie about Don't lung smoke. cancer. You're welcome. Don't good smoke. night. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk about Constantine a little bit later on. But, of course, first, we'd like to talk about what we've been seeing lately. So, Mark, have you seen anything good lately?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, a couple things I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, i kind of sort of so the end of the year everybody was doing their end of the year list which was you know so i was getting caught up with all that stuff i think you guys have talked about most of those already um i do want to do a shout out for the last black man in san francisco which i wrote about on my top 10 for the year yes you did and i just wanted some extra love for it i just want to it's a movie that i really love and i want people to go see it um i think it's streaming on amazon prime it is which is how i saw it yeah um i just was you know you do the deep dive after you watch a movie because you're like what what is this like i, I want to see more of it um it's a uh, director joe talbot who's a first-time guy and apparently it's it's his the guy who plays jimmy in the the main character in the movie is just like a friend of his that he just sort of met when they were kids uh, just like at a park um just growing up as kids in san francisco um and he joe talbot became this movie guy and sort of made these short films and he always had his friend in it because he didn't know any other actors and it's just kind of like a remarkable little story and um there's just a i don't know just listening to interviews and and reading stuff about the movie it's it's like one of those feel-good things of like this tiny little story with like not a lot of resources Mm -hmm. kind of coming together they said the there's a house in and I don't want to give away this isn't really a spoiler, but there's a house that they find um, that's like the center of the story. And then there's it just happens to be like when you see the interiors, there's an organ like built into the house. And so Joe Talbot was talking about how they found the house. They were just sort of scouting locations. And then they found this dude who lived this like amazing life. And like part of the reason why he had an organ in his house was that that was his job. He repaired organs. And it's a very, you know, specialized yeah, right. kind of like, you know, you can't just find the parts anywhere. And so he was just kind of gracious enough to kind of let them in. And they're like, yeah, you can use the house. That's it's awesome. Because he was also this sort of, had lived this art- artistic kind of lifestyle where he supported. The life himself, of anyway. an organ repairman. Yeah. Right. It's a rich life. Apparently the, that guy could have like his own movie because he was the so a The bohemian life of an organ repairman. I know. I know. We can do it. Like, <laughs> but, uh, Yeah. It writes itself. Um, does he smoke cigarettes? How many cigarettes would he smoke? I don't know. 12. I need IMDb to count. 12, because 12 is a lucky number, is what I've heard. <laughs> um, so anyway, I just want people, to, if they haven't caught it up with it yet, I know there's um, everyone's trying to catch up with like sort of Oscar nominations and all that stuff, yeah. but if they have time, it's just a little movie that's really beautiful and, and thoughtful and nice and, I don't know, it's kind of lyrical and beautiful and all that other kind of stuff. So Awesome. Oh, uh, let's see. Another movie. One more movie. I wanted uh, a couple more. Um, yeah. I forgot uh, about. Did you see a vigilante with us with the uh, Olivia, Olivia Wild yeah. I did. Okay. What would you think
0: of it? I don't
1: think I was crazy about it, but I don't remember it that well. Yeah, that was one thing I wanted to. like when i was compiling my end of the year thing i was sort of like oh i completely i don't know maybe it's a testament that that both of us are like oh i didn't remember this movie enough to put it on my list but if people are looking for for i don't know something different to watch i think it was kind of interesting just to see olivia wilde as a the super gritty like revenge taker kind of thing but it's sort of i think the one thing i liked about it was that it focuses on a female character who's doing Mm -hmm. that. And it's not necessarily for the reasons that you expect. And also it's, she's not like an action star in the sense of she's like, she's not bulletproof. Like she kind of gets thrown around a little bit. Um, There's a small detail in it. I'm trying to not spoil anything, but um, it's not like this lucrative business for her where she, you know, is like rolling it in. She does people these favors where they, she takes revenge on for people um but she's just sort of scraping along like it's not like a lucrative thing for her so i think that part of it i kind of like so a mm-hmm. vigilante if people are interested in that okay i also um and i'm planning on writing something about eatman 4 and so but the problem oh, right. became rights. yeah the problem became i haven't seen any of them <coughs> i've seen Nary and eatman eat <coughs> eatman uh sorry guys i just coughed all over the place um <laughs> Because, because I couldn't believe in Patrick Anzean. I, um, it I know. I know. I him. need a cigarette. Um, <laughs> no, and so I watched the last one, which was like... Keep on three. Four. So oh, the last one. On the I finale. thought you were talking Sorry. about the last one before this one. No, my bad. Got it. So this one, which was number
0: four, and then Got it
1: was okay. Oh,
0: so it's like, I'm planning to write something, and then you watch it, and you're like, oh, there's not much to say about this movie. <coughs> one of those. Exactly. I've had those plenty well, of then, times. No, it's okay. The worst is when I plan to review like an indie horror movie and then I watch it and I'm like, oh, this is not very good and I should keep my mouth shut.
1: Right. So then I felt the need to go back and rewatch all of the Mon movies. Oh, wow. Which is sort of spelling, which is like the reason for the delay. And then all of a sudden it's like the thing where it's like, oh, yeah, I like all of these way better. So okay. now what am I going to say about this fourth one? So right. I don't know if I'm going to do something. Like- Have you
0: rewatched the fourth one? <clears throat>
1: No, because it's still in theaters.
0: Okay, okay. I was wondering if it would be better if, after watching the first three leading up to it, kind of like the James Bond movies, sure. how like if you rewatch all the Bonds leading up to a new Bond, it's always a little bit better because you are in that mindset. Sure. Like I am going to have to rewatch Spectre before No Time to Die, and
1: I am mean, not looking forward to it. I mean, it. you don't
0: have to. No, I absolutely have to because the trailer makes it seem like the two are connected. Sure, it's like a legitimate sequel. What so. if it's just
1: like. Oh, is it a legitimacy?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, it really appears to be, based on what they show in the trailer. Trailer's really that makes, good.
1: That makes me... I, it does look really good. Yeah. But I've been burned before. The Spectre looked really good. 15, 16, 17 times before? <laughs> no. I had with this, yeah. with um, Bond? No. <laughs> Never. There's fewer than... How could that possibly happen? There's five bad ones, maybe. Like, I was trying to... well... That's true. We'll we'll get to that. Well, uh, okay. We'll we'll figure that out. I guess. Uh, I do want to see it, but if you want to see Spectre, I will. I will take one for the team and come with you and hold your hand. Thank and you. See you through this. Thank you. No one deserves to do that for anybody. <laughs> anyway, but what the Ebon, the series is is that it just kind of gets not as good all the way through, and so now it's it's like the, not to give away too much, but I feel like this is like one epi- like one installment too many. Got it. Of those things. Although, weirdly enough, the last one has the biggest budget out of all them. So, yeah. like, what did they spend it on? Interesting. I'm not really sure. Unclear. So, <clears throat> so you mind four is okay. And especially okay. if you watched all of it, I think it's worth kind of watching. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm a little bit mixed on it. So, that's are, so they, are they out of story to tell? Yeah. Okay. Well, they're kind of, like, redoing got it kind of going over old bits although it has your it has your guide as scott Atkins in it does it really for Eatmon for the finale yeah he's in there
0: wow yeah is he good
1: he's great he's one of the best parts of it No, i want to see it but then i have to see the first three Eatmons. uh no you don't really you're fine really yeah (laughs) you can just dive right in it'll be up. you'll (laughs) get
0: caught up all right um that's it yep okay i've got several that i've watched here um I've been watching a ton of Umberto Lenzi movies for a different podcast that I'm going to appear on. Okay. I've been watching a ton of Nicolas Cage movies. I know
1: your your Nicolas Cage stuff is burning up the internet.
0: I'm going to probably write something about that and there may be like another podcast in the future. Um I think of his 104 IMDb credits. Oh my god. I'm definitely like Fewer than tent and left to see. <laughs> I I know it, it, that maybe isn't counting some of the animated ones. Cause like, I haven't seen Ant bully. Sure. I haven't seen, uh, he did another one. I've seen the Croods. I've seen Spider-Man into the spider verse. There's another Astro boy maybe, or some, some other animated sure. film that I was like, ah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah, good. Um, so I'm not counting the animated movies in that, but I, I'm 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 zeroing in on having seen every single Nicolas Cage movie.
1: How many of those have you seen like in the last two weeks or three weeks that you've been on this? Run? It's
0: only been uh, just over a week <clears throat> that I've been doing it. Like a week and three days or a week and four days. Can I guess? Yeah.
1: Is it like fifty?
0: No. It's Fewer than that. <laughs> it's. Like, <laughs> I thought you were going to go the other direction. 50? No, no, no. no. It's probably
1: like twenty-two, twenty-three. Okay, yeah. That's still impressive though. Like in ten days. Yeah, that's that's pretty. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Um. So I'm enjoying the hell out of that. Uh. But I will talk about some other movies. I finally caught up. Thanks, Redbox, with Rambo: Last Blood.
1: Oh, Adam Erskine and I had so many. No, we, we lied. We don't have very many <laughs> thoughts about it. <laughs> it's not great no it's not
0: it's proof that you can't get an X rating for violence <laughs> that's true it tries yeah. <laughs> and uh, you cannot get an X rating for violence that's sort of like all according of, to
1: Rambo last blood that's sort of all it had it going for it a little bit. yeah
0: yeah well the story is not especially interesting it doesn't take the character in any new or interesting directions it just suggests what if Rambo owned a ranch and wore a cowboy hat what if Rambo had a niece Right. But he could have been any character. He didn't have to be John Rambo. Like the last Rambo, which I actually like, uh, has something to say about that character and living a life of violence and where he would be at at this point in time. And then it also has that go for broke finale where he's on the river just chewing guys up with a machine gun. Um, And this movie definitely follows those same beats. Uh, Except it's like a series of underground tunnels and just the gnarliest violence you've seen in an action
1: movie, maybe ever. Uh, The gnarliest violence I've ever seen a guy of his age doing. Yeah. It's like, you shouldn't be doing that.
0: It's also, I should point out, uh, super racist. (laughs) It's it's a movie that couldn't be more poorly timed when you think about the immigration crisis and when you think about... Trump's comments about Mexico and and who they're bringing to this country sure. and this movie feeds into all of that and what are indicators of people who are right. criminals <laughs> right. uh, yeah, so it's... it is incredibly uh, xenophobic and uh, and not especially good like I could even take
1: the xenophobia if the movie was better like did something with the xenophobia Right. Like, serve some sort of purpose yeah
0: no uh, no
1: not really It
0: was 89 minutes.
1: That was good. Yeah. You got, you made it to dinner on time. It
0: cost me $2 at Redbox. So, you know, it's not like I'm a victim here, but uh, I can't
1: really recommend it. I feel like I'm the victim because I went to go see it in the theaters. You sure did. I sure did. Adam and I (laughs) went to go see it. And I think the best thing to say about it is that it's a real testament to my and Adam's friendship. Yeah. Because we're like, I want to hang out with you. Let's go watch this terrible movie. Yeah. Our friendship can withstand those.
0: Yeah. Well, again, nobody knew it was going to be terrible when it came out. Because, again, I liked the last one. Um, It's a bummer. I finally caught up with Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, (laughs) the latest from Kevin Smith. I felt like that was here
1: and was gone, like, in a minute.
0: Yeah, it was. I I honestly didn't even know it was getting any kind of a release. I thought it was just one of those one-night Fathom event things. Uh, Which it was, maybe two nights. Um, And Kevin Smith was here and showed it at the Music Box. Oh. And it sold out. Sure. I mean, he's got a a huge following still. Um, But then it did get a release. Like, it played at the AMC here for at least a week, maybe two. And I meant to go. Erica and I were going to go. But I I think it was October. And we were just watching a lot of scary movies and couldn't get babysitting. Whatever. So we didn't make it out to the theater. Uh, So we watched it this week hand. I don't really know what to say about it because... Does it have a story? Is it just them meandering? Have you seen or? Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? No, I haven't. Okay. If you have, that's the story. Oh, okay, I mean, and the movie continues to make a joke about it where it's like, we got to do this again um, because the whole thing is like, it's a reboot. And then they add youth and diversity. So one of the characters has a daughter and her diverse group of friends who tag along on this road trip. Um, so there's like some meta jokes that are funny in theory (laughs) there's a lot of stuff in the movie that's like that could be funny in theory sure um i don't want to say that i've completely outgrown kevin smith but because i even liked yoga hosers which was his last movie and there was something about yoga hosers that i found very charming which is like oh he just has his own little corner now and he makes movies with the group of people that he loves including his daughter and uh, he makes movies for his fans, and just leave him alone. Let him do his thing for his audience, and and that's good enough. And there's something charming about that. Um, and that, for whatever reason, didn't totally translate over to *Jay and Silent Bob* reboot because I yeah. just so many of the beats and the jokes were so familiar because he's doing this whole reboot thing. Um, but it's a testament to again his audience. That he's still making these movies after 25 years. I think he's had a 25-year yeah. career making his kind of movies. Um, must be very well-liked because there's a ton of like celebrity cameos from people who are his friends and have worked with him before to new people like... Well, I don't want to spoil who the cameos sure. are, but there's a bunch famous of people. new famous, very successful, you know, Marvel sure. actors who right. show up. Oh, um, yeah, right. Um and there's a few scenes that I thought really worked. Uh Ben Affleck has a scene at one point playing Holden McNeil from Chasing Amy and he gives a little speech that's very touching. Sure. Uh and some of the stuff with Jay and his daughter, I think works so it's not a bad movie it's just there's a lot of it that
1: is no longer for me yeah i think part of i was just because of the kinds of movies that have been coming out lately i think i've been tuning into the conversation about um like when you flip something over from something that was original and now it's like turning into a franchise so like star wars is a convenient example of that right there's something that was original and now it's like much more franchised and there's that weird transition of you know, you have all this original artistic energy from like the guy who made it or the people who made it. And now since you're trying to franchise something that you have like the, the opposite energy, right. Which is like, well, we don't want to make anything new. We just want to keep it the same. And so people keep coming and paying money for us. And I think what's interesting is that I see it happening with the franchises just sort of stagnate. Um, Like, I mean, we just talked about Eatmon; We just talked about, you know, Jane, Silent Bob Rambo. Yeah, Rambo. Um, I was making the um, like the like Jason Bourne, you know, it just sort mm-hmm. of they just stopped doing things cuz they're like, well. I didn't even see the last Jason Bourne movie. Yeah, you're fine. Um you're good. <clears throat> you have a lot of Nicolas Cage movies to get through. I um, do, not that many though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> give it 3 weeks. But I've we, been rewatching ones that I've already seen also. No, even better. It's, that's that's more worth your time. And so I just wonder I'm curious about like how are they like I don't know I don't have an answer it's not like I have a suggestion necessarily because I don't think anyone's cracked that necessarily because you have like a long-running franchise like Bond which at least doesn't have the pressure of like trying to be this continuous story Mm -hmm. but they're just like well we're a franchise let's just keep cranking these out Mm -hmm. um, to like wild variants of quality right Um, but I don't know it's just like it's sad to see just like this reduction of like, there was a point in time where like Jay and Silent Bob were like, that's funny. And that's original and that's whatever. But now it's sad to just see that diminished into like, now it's just like a, like a punchline, you
0: know? Well, and in 2001, when he made Jane Silent Bob strike back, it was his fifth movie and it felt like this sort of victory lap celebrating his sure. body. And you know, his career was, was really. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. His career was like, Six years old at that point. I mean, you know, Clerks was 94, I think. So seven years old. So So it was like this victory lap. Like, you've seen my other movies. You like this whole view universe thing. You you like me, Kevin Smith. It's kind of a cult of personality thing. Um, It felt like a victory lap for his fans. And that was fine. But it's now almost 20 years later. And I feel like we're taking that same victory lap again. Right. And it just... Uh, but there's other stuff in the movie that works. There's stuff that is much more mature and shows growth and he wants to talk about. You know, some of the same stuff he touched upon in Jersey Girl, some of the <clears> same <throat> stuff he touched upon in Clerks 2. I mean, it's been interesting, the post Jane Silent Bob stuff, to see him stretch in certain directions, but he's still kind of tied down to... um. Some of the same old stuff, sure. I think, because he thinks you know that's the fans want the hits, right, and they probably do. He sold out the music box, right, yeah, so true. the fans want the hits, and James on the Bob reboot plays the hits quite a bit,
1: yeah, that's his comfort food,
0: yeah, yeah, um, I rewatched Riddick, nice, <laughs> which you and I did a podcast i can't on. believe you didn't call me i'm upset <laughs> it, I think it came up <clears throat> on a podcast I was doing with Heather. We were talking about Vin Diesel for some reason, and then Riddick came up, Why and I was it? like, I got to rewatch Riddick. <laughs> uh, and I did. One thing I don't remember is how cheap Riddick looks. Yeah. I know it was a
1: lower-budget affair, right. but I don't remember it looking as cheap as it does. Yeah, it's very... I mean, it takes place mostly in that one location. Yeah, it's, it's not on like that a lot planet. Of around, right. So.
0: But it's mm-hmm. very green screen.
1: Yeah. It's also like, he's not in the movie a lot. No, right. oh, there's a lot of stuff that just is given over to the bounty
0: hunters. Right, so it's like uh, which is less interesting.
1: Were you busy filming Fast and <laughs> the Fast and Furious? He was. So
0: the best stuff is the first half hour when it's just him surviving on that planet. Yeah, with a like, weird like wolf animal thing, which looks terrible now. Yes, hundred uh, yeah, percent. But whatever, I, I still dig Riddick. I wish if we lived in a better world, we'd be on the fourth Fast and Furious. And the ninth Riddick movie.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I want like Chronicles of Riddick 2 where he yes. takes over the – yeah, man. I was yeah. thinking – for my memory of Riddick is that it was much more standalone,
0: but it's like totally tied into Chronicles of Riddick. Oh, they so double weird. down on just oh, like oh, – remember that man. movie nobody
1: I'd... saw that somehow Universal gave us money to make <laughs> – I saw that movie a hundred thousand (laughs) times. I'm not even kidding. I try to explain this to people who are not you don't under they're like, why did you watch that? I'm like, look, I don't I can't break this down any simpler than I already have. Have you seen the movie? Never mind. Forget it. It's fine. Um, Elementals,
0: man. My favorite uh, Chronicles of Riddick fact. And I haven't seen this movie.
1: Is this more IMDb trivia? I'm really excited. No,
0: this I don't remember where I learned this secondhand somehow. Maybe the third or the second—I don't know—because there, there were three of them. I think the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. There was uh, Fifty Shades sure. Darker,
1: and then Fifty Shades Freed. They made all three, right? Sure, I think. Yeah, Freed sounds like a weird. Did they really third make all those year. movies? I think they made three. Yeah, that sounds right.
0: So in one of those, it might have been Fifty Shades <laughs> Darker. Where does this go? They go to. The the main character, his name is Christian Gray. Well, he's not the main character. Uh, Dakota Johnson is the main character, sure. but Christian Gray is the male lead, who's into like BDSM and whatever. Um, they Who go to it? his like childhood home, <clears throat> and he has a giant Chronicles of Riddick poster Shut up it. on his <laughs> bedroom wall. And that fact oh. <laughs> makes me so happy because so the dumb. audience for that movie was like, huh? What? what? <laughs> yeah, right. Why
1: is this? Who is we this? We came for? here to masturbate. Right. Fred, this was a bachelorette party? We don't know what <laughs> right. chronicles of what. Chronicles but of just Riddick.
0: Somebody at Universal was like, I don't know what. What's a Universal title we have a poster for? Yeah, do you around? got a,
1: Yeah, do you got any? Anything? Animal House. No? That's we, Animal House is ours,
0: right? No, no, he wouldn't have grown up with Animal House. No. He would a He's more of a Riddick guy. It's so he's more strange. Of a, do we have a Pitch Black? No. no. Oh shit, I guess not the biggest. <laughs> Chronicles of Riddick will have to do. Maybe they were hoping it would move some more units. Here's They're like, I, we got to make
1: up our yeah. loss on that movie somehow. So, uh, I mean, th- but the rabbit hole that led to this moment is incredible because first in this ridiculous, like, uh, what was the, the This, like, ridiculous Twilight fan fiction. Right. Born. Right. Whatever. That's how like, that franchise came pop- about. Right. This populist, like, erotic fiction. Yeah. Yeah has gone down the rabbit hole of like they've made three of them yeah and then on top of that they're like let's have like a skyfall a skyfall installment where like you go back to like the hero's titular <laughs> home right and then what's in there is a chronicles like i just yeah i can't even i don't know i can't do it
0: maybe the reveal is <clears> that he's part Furian. sure Fear and energy is different. I have right the later installments. I saw the first one and did not like it.
1: Everyone has taken their phones that they're there listening no to this podcast Chronicles on of Riddick posters, and they have thrown it across the room because they're like, "These guys I have spent ten minutes talking about this movie."
0: They one hundred percent have just ordered the Chronicles of Riddick on Amazon. You're welcome, and Fifty Shades Freed. Because <laughs> this podcast is being sponsored by Chronicles of Riddick and Vin Diesel. They're trying to work it into more stuff to try to make up their losses. <laughs> It just seems like a long road. It is. It's a weird the... way to go yeah, to insert just... posters into sure. your erotic thriller franchises, but whatever. <laughs> um, Riddick also made me wish that Katie Sackhoff had a bigger movie career.
1: Yeah. What's the last? I Is that the last one that she, is that the last movie that she was in? No,
0: she's been in uh, some other movies. Uh, she was in like a horror movie that came out last hmm. year. Don't Knock Twice. That might have been two years ago, Sure. but she pops up and stuff. And I know she d- does TV work. She was on Longmire, which I understand is a
1: show. That is a show. Okay, that sounds like a show.
0: I think she was on a few seasons of Longmire.
1: Okay, yeah, just it's been a while.
0: I'll have to. It's been a while. Yeah, uh, really... I'll have to take Cable's word for it that that is a show. <laughs> but uh, and by um, Cable I mean uh, the X Men Cable who oh right is constantly giving me updates. The f- he's from the future. He knows what's on TV. He has a Teddy the bear. future. Right. Um, Two more movies I'll talk about The first is Hobbs and Shaw
1: Oh, I I, I still haven't seen uh, it You're fine Okay, you sure?
0: It was another Redbox Because I missed it at the theater And uh, had kind of wanted to see it And then Rob was a fan Enough of a fan And then Adam was really not a fan And I kind of split the difference And sure. thought, I won't see well, it yeah. Um, But I rented it from Redbox And... Man, I was on board for like the first half hour. I was like, this is quite fun. This is exactly the movie I wanted it to be. What was Adam thinking? And then the movie keeps going and gets worse and more bloated and more tiresome. And it's just exhausting by the end. And I was no longer into it at all. That's a bummer. Yeah. So watch the first like 30 minutes and then shut it off.
1: Okay. That sounds good. I don't think I'm going to rent it either then because that doesn't sound like worth a rental even
0: well it's very weird because i don't have a ton of confidence you know the today the day we're recording this they released a teaser for the trailer to fast and furious 9 <laughs> which they're just calling f9 that sounds like a it's like a like keyboard a, joke right like a windows command sure um i don't have a ton of confidence in f9 although justin lynn <laughs> is back i think okay so that gives me hope But those movies have become increasingly humorless and less fun. And Hobbs and Shaw is at least going for fun. Sure. There's a lot of humor. It's not actually funny. It's the same jokes over and over again. It's just the two characters bickering and making fun of each other's testicle size. They are are, the oddest of couples. Sure. I don't know how Shaw became the hero of a franchise. Dude killed Han. So why are we celebrating I don't him? know why
1: everyone's forgotten that. Right? It seems unfortunate. I, I miss Han a lot. Me too. Yeah.
0: Why can't that actor show up in more stuff?
1: Right. Where is he, what's he? Where is Sung Kang? Hanging out with Katie Sokoloff.
0: Yeah. Well, they should be in a movie together. Yeah, perfect. I'll Another Riddick
1: movie. Lake House 2. Sung Kang
0: can be like a new oh bounty my hunter. Oh that'd be amazing. Yes. For every Fast and Furious movie, we should get one Riddick movie. This stuff writes itself. That should be the trade-off. Every uh, time Vin right. Diesel signs on... To play Dominic Toretto. R9. F9, R9. Universal should finance. And they can stick a Fifty Shades Freed poster
1: on Riddick's <laughs> ship just to keep the shared universe going. That sounds like at least five minutes of him explaining to another person like <laughs> what that is and how many... Why do you have a centuries-old... Christian Grey who's this <laughs> businessman. Why do you have a... Five hundred year old poster up on your. I don't understand.
0: Okay. It's the only movie that survives in the future, right? That, that, that we,
1: we based all of our knowledge of the twenty first century on this movie. <laughs> it's a rich archaeological treasure. It's turning into Rambo. It's, I gotta stop. They're
0: hard to. They're they're almost indistinguishable from each other. Yeah. Uh, the last movie I'll talk about is Bad Boys for Life. Oh, I'm hearing good things about this. Uh, that it's
1: like fun. It's a good time. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's right.
1: it, it's good enough. Your neutral non-committalness is not selling me.
0: No, I wouldn't sell you on (laughs) it that hard. Like, I think the first one is good enough. Sure. I think the second one is reprehensible, but on such a scale that it becomes art. Sure. I think it's one of the most sheer force. It's vile, but it's so slick and well-made and shows shit you've never seen in a movie before. That's true. And so I kind of would take bad boys two over the other two movies, even though I think bad boys two is trash. Um, it's more interesting to me than like the slightly more pleasant first and third. Yeah. I think if you like the first one, the third one is, is very similar in okay. tone in execution Um, If you're a fan of the franchise, I think there's a lot to like. Like I was, I was entertained. Sure. Uh, It didn't convert me into like a huge Bad Boys fan. Sure. Okay. But I was entertained. Nice. For the, for being the third installment and the first one in again, almost 20 years. Right. It could have been way worse. Sure. Because who's asking for Bad Boys 3 at this point? Mm, Well, I'm sad that we didn't get the Joe Carnahan Version, which is what it was supposed to be. Ooh, there's your There's your rated X for violence. <laughs> it bums me out that Joe Carnahan keeps leaving movies. I want him to make. He was supposed to make Mission Impossible Three. Oh man, he left, and that ultimately leads to Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker because. J.J. Abrams making Mission Impossible 3 is what eventually leads to him making The Force Awakens. So it's Joe
1: Carnahan's fault. Basically. So in the future, in a future where Riddick has (laughs) a Fifty Shades of Grey poster up in his thing, historians will have recorded that it's Joe Carnahan's fault that Emperor J.J. Abrams came to power. That's right. So in the future, this becomes a tribute. The dead speak! (laughs) exclamation point um <laughs> so classy in a crawl um they so in the future it'll be like the like the like the popular trivia question now it's like oh if you could take a time machine and go back in a time would you kill hitler right so, instead of hitler it's joe carnahan
0: no we can't kill joe carnahan we oh, have okay. to make him make mission impossible 3. where is
1: joe carnahan what are you doing instead of all these things bro i don't know okay i don't know all right he
0: left bad boys three So we didn't get his movie, but he still has like a story and possibly a screenplay credit.
1: Okay. Whatever. Joe Carnahan, just come on out, man. Come back. Make another movie, please. Please.
0: Please. More movies from Joe Carnahan, please. Uh, Let's talk about Constantine.
1: All right. Where do you want to start? 2005,
0: (laughs) the first film from director Francis Lawrence, um, who made a ton of music videos before this movie and made a ton of movies with Jennifer Lawrence in it. No relation. Later on. Yeah. Only one of which I've seen. Which one? Cuz I you missed seen? the last 2 Hunger Games. Yeah, you're okay. And I didn't see Red Sparrow.
1: <clears throat> oh. Yeah, you're okay.
0: <laughs> so I only saw his second Hunger Games movie, which I liked. Uh, the Catching Fire. Catching Fire. I
1: think I liked that one the best, honestly.
0: I liked it. I think I liked it better than the first one. Yeah. And then I apparently didn't like it enough to go see the next two, we even though I it. read those books. Sure. I was like, eh, I kind of know what happens. That's fine. I don't need to see it played out in movie form. Gotcha. Um, I don't know what to say about it. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you this sure. because I will confess right up front. I've never how read the Hellblazer comic. I have not either. Okay. So that's important to
1: note. I didn't Is even that... know that it was a th- comic until after I watched the movie.
0: Oh, okay. The first time. So we're both it. ignorant of Hellblazer. So if you're listening in like, Hey, but you guys didn't talk about how he's not blonde and how <laughs> he's not British and he doesn't look like Sting. Right. It's not set in London or Liverpool.
1: And he's uh, not bisexual.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, we're not going to know any of that stuff. Sorry. Right. We, Even just, though we, know just, we just know it. the movie. <laughs> uh, um, watching it today, I was getting a Blade vibe.
1: Tell, we'll talk to me about that. Nope, that, is not the, that is not the vibe I got at all. <laughs> I don't
0: know why I was getting a Blade vibe.
1: Okay. Um,
0: I mean, it was definitely like during that sequence where he's just executing all the demons with the big cross gun. Oh, sure. And they're exploding into oh, dust and true. particles. That's true. Um, but also, he's you know this cool ass antihero kind of, uh, and that the movie very much exists in the cinema of cool that yes. Blade exists in.
1: Absolutely. Except, like, not as, um, not as much calisthenics because no well uh, john constantine is a smoker and so he is not as active he smokes know. 13 I'm assuming, times i'm assuming uh, <laughs> it's an unlucky number everyone um <clears throat> i think blade was just to sort of because you brought it up i think blade I, what i was surprised about with this movie was i think in my memory i thought there was like way more like action not that this is an action movie i wouldn't call it an action yeah, but what movie. else would you call it yeah, what not, other category is it like does it fit thriller? in? <laughs> thriller. Like I think if you have to say <laughs> it, like supernatural
0: <laughs> thriller, you're like one of those psychics trying to guess a name. <laughs> oh, right, Barb Jam. Jam-, Jam-,
1: Jam- Su- Su- There's two names: Jamie Lynn. Jamie Lynn. No. Um... Yeah, I guess well, yeah. I just there was a lot less action than I expected. Okay. Um, there's that final set piece that you're talking about. I always like I always love that we talk about movies like pretty much from like the end and then go back to the <laughs> beginning, which is great. Um so there's that final thing at the end, there's like a uh, he fights that uh weird amalgamation of like insects and like there's like a crab in there it's weird yeah so he fights that guy on the street but like really there isn't a ton of like he's out on the street with rachel Weiss's character and like the whole street gets dark so there's like that little action piece but that's it's really it. Yeah, there's not like a ton of like fighting and so it's not like a fighting thing where blade like Blade's no like not really fighting. oh yeah yeah,
0: yeah yeah um yeah no i if i had to pick one to watch i would watch blade I don't mean to suggest they're equal in quality, because I think I like Blade more. I think it's more
1: rewatchable, for sure, Blade is.
0: I saw saw Constantine back in 2005, and I liked it. Uh, And it wasn't getting great reviews, and I was like, what's wrong with everybody? This is a perfectly good movie. Sure. And then I think I watched it once after that, and I was like, Constantine's still pretty underrated. I still like Constantine. Now, this, of course... Is during the years where I'm still having to stick up for loving Keanu Reeves. Right. Which... Oh, so this was... Yeah. Those years began in a, roughly 1988 and continued to about f- four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, I, my whole life have had to defend my love of Keanu Reeves until John Wick came out. And now... Vindicated. You're crazy if you don't love Keanu Reeves. Sure. right? Right? Um, so I was still having to defend Constantine. And weirdly enough, watching it today, it was like the least I've ever liked it. That's very interesting. It it sucks because, you know, we talk about these movies on these podcasts and so this becomes the official record of (laughs) our opinions on a movie. And I knew as I was watching it, I was like, it's just hitting me differently today. I could watch this again two weeks from now and like it way more. For whatever reason, today it's hitting me a certain way and I'm really getting stuck on how much exposition there is in this movie.
1: Characters are constantly having to explain shit to each other. Well, I think also there's – they're also not – even when, you know, whatever. There's movies where, like, characters talk and explain things all the time. But it's also (laughs) – it's such a leaden tone with all the characters, right? Like, Constantine is always speaking in this kind of, like, like this sneer, this sort of ironic whatever. But which – I don't know. I don't think that's like what Keanu was great at. Like he's not great at being this sort of ironic kind of character. Um, all of his interactions with, with Rachel Vice's character. What's her name again? Angela. Angela.
0: I don't think it's Angela. I feel like it's Angela. Maybe it's Angela.
1: Cause I feel like, could, well, listen, it's like, maybe it's Angela. It's Riddick. Um, <laughs> Cause I think it's a play on like Angel. And all. So, anyway. Oh God. I hope it's, not. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. You're welcome to it. That's for you. You can take it. Um, but, like, their interactions are not, like, normal conversations. They're just these sort of, like, I'm going to say something really sad and flat, and then... It totally is Angela. Gonna, yeah, you're welcome. I told Angela
0: you. Angela and Isabel.
1: Right. You're welcome. What's um, Isabella play on? Uh, bells. <laughs> Could be. Sable. She uh, is a bell. Okay. Oh, so she's, like, a... I'm not going to read into this. I'm no, gonna, let's I'm not. I'm far too tired. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's this sort of, like, weird... So it's not, not only is it sort of boring in terms of like it's only exposition, but it's also boring in the sense that they're just sort of talking to each other in these super flat, neutral tones. And I'm like, okay, like, why is it like this all the time? Like, is no one having fun at, like, Shia LaBeouf, not that I always have great things to say about <sighs> Shia LaBeouf, at Shia LaBeouf. least is like, uh, I don't know, He's he seems to have a pulse.
0: Yeah, but the my issue with Shia LaBeouf, who... Honestly, like pre Honey Boy, I probably would have been so irritated with Shia LaBeouf, but now sure. I've seen Honey Boy and I'm like, Shia LaBeouf had a really hard life. <laughs> yeah. Shia LaBeouf has earned where he is the hard way. Uh, I need to go easy on Shia LaBeouf. And so um, he's just it, the character, the performance, it's all so clearly manufactured for comic relief. Sure. And I almost feel like, I understand what you're saying in terms of, like, he's literally the only comic relief, but I just feel like in a movie like this, maybe we don't need comic relief. Maybe we can just be serious. Sure. And not try to
1: insert some yucks. Sure. Absolutely. Um, Surprisingly, for a movie that's relatively so dour, uh, I was, were you surprised? I was surprised by, like, how many famous people are in this. Like, it's a lot. Yeah. Of, like... Like not just Rachel Weisz, but like Jaimon Hansus in yeah, here. Yeah, I remember that. Celia Swinton is in here. Yeah, uh, Peter Stormare is in here. Shira. Yeah, I'm like that's a lot. More
0: of importantly, who, you know who I completely forgot was in this movie? Uh, Michelle Monaghan. She's not in the movie, though. Oh, I thought she was in the movie. No, she looked. It
1: looked like just for a second. There's one shot of her. Yeah,
0: she's supposed to be in the movie more. Oh, okay. This is more that I learned from like IMDb trivia. Oh my god. There's a whole deleted subplot where she's like his half angel or half demon. I can't remember which one she is. It's a lot of haves. Like, love interests. Oh, of course. But they cut her out. Sure. But she's in, I think, one shot. Okay. She yells something about water. Right. She's in the... Right in the hospital before they all melt. Right, so that is Michelle
1: Monaghan. There you go. No, but that's not the person. you're This was
0: do. the same year as Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which was like the movie that sort of oh introduces God, her. Movie so good, and is a much better movie. Than Let's God's go watch Disney. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I can watch it right now. But yeah. so 2005 was kind of Michelle Monahan's breakout year. No, um, Gavin Rossdale. Oh, that's right. How did I forget? Bush
1: fame, <laughs> Mr. Gwen Stefani. Completely forgot, and then he
0: showed up and like, holy shit! Oh yeah, Gavin, Gavin Rossdale. Bush in this movie.
1: Yeah they uh yeah machine head yeah, yeah. right Glyce- glycerine is Glyce- that the name glycerine of it? i was about to say listerine and that was going to be wrong
0: Listerine, <laughs> listerine.
1: and it, by the way he's fine
0: like sure he's not bad he's doing a thing yeah. this is the part that sting would have played if this was made in the 80s you know <laughs> like they were doing that thing uh i feel like Evan rossdale has been in another movie that i saw uh, I think this was his... Was this his first feature film... And probably. ...thing? I don't know. And I, I'm I wondering know. if that came from... Did Francis Lawrence direct some Bush videos? It's quite possible, because he did, like, a crap... Struck up a threat. He did so many he videos! He did a crap ton of yes. videos. Very many. Um... So I'm wondering if he was struck up a friendship, and then was all like, "Gavin, you got to come be in my movie." Yeah, that's quite possible. They're giving me a hundred million dollars <laughs> to, to adapt this.
1: Hellblazer, right? And then <laughs> I'm going to do it exactly in the same color palette as the Matrix. <laughs> right. You're welcome. I'm going to change everything people love about the character. Sure.
0: I'm going to cast it with an actor who is not guaranteed box office, right. which when is he's totally not playing fine. Neo, right? Like, Keanu Reeves was kind of a gamble, and this movie lost money in America, but ended up grossing almost three hundred million dollars worldwide. Mm-hmm. So it made its money back, yeah. but the majority of that money came from
1: overseas, <laughs> from China and Russia, right? Probably. Uh, well, I mean, was, <laughs> I mean, you could see, you could see how someone like Francis Lawrence was like, well, they cast Keanu in The Matrix, and he was like an unknown then, and it's you know, so what? What could possibly go on? Um, I, I kind of don't want to compare this movie to The Matrix, except like they keep on sort of shoving it in your face every once in a while inside of the movie, like with some of like the green color palette stuff. Um, there's a I don't know. There was a couple of shots where it's like it's the it's raining and it's that overhead shot where like the rain is dripping yeah. straight down, and yeah. I'm like, come on, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, get, they're not always trying to hide it. Get an idea. It's totally fine. Uh, like he's in uh, some sort of like whatever some sort of like rave club and there's like it's some sort of like a dance scene and i'm like come on that's the same thing um the whole idea of like a world behind the world there's a lot of matrixy sort of stuff um i'm not seeing any bush videos
0: directed by francis lawrence but there is a gwen stefani video well there you go so maybe they hit it off in 2004 he directed the video for what you waiting for by gwen stefani Oh, that's a good video maybe he hit it off with gavin rossdale possible he ends up in the movie
1: gavin rossdale
0: This was originally going to be a movie directed by Tarsim, who made The Cell.
1: Yeah, and then he sued or something like that, right? Yeah, well, you know who was was
0: supposed to star? No. Nicolas Cage, baby. And when I read that, uh, my heart broke a little because, as much as I love Keanu Reeves, I would like to see Nicolas Cage playing John Constantine.
1: A crazy movie. Yes. (laughs) In Um, the good
0: way. But I guess Tarsim didn't want to make the movie with Nicolas Cage. Who didn't want to make it one? I don't know. Oh, okay. But he said, I can't make this movie with Nicolas Cage. Ben Diesel. Of so, <laughs> Judd
1: Constantine. Yeah. Of the last witch hunter. <laughs> Which I haven't seen, by you're, the way. You're totally fine. I need to see it. <laughs> I saw it on vacation, and it was not worth my time. In a theater? I, no. just oh. like We like had an Airbnb, and I was okay. like, well... Uh, I'm gonna watch something, and then what, what's wrong with me that that's where I went to first? I go to all the movies in the world at my fingertips. I had it in our
0: Amazon cart because it's five dollars on Blu-ray. That is four dollars too much. I took it out because I was like, <laughs> even for a blind bl- even for a blind buy, maybe I shouldn't spend five bucks on the last Winchester because then it's taking up space on our shelf. Sure. Um. So I'm just gonna try to get it from the
1: library. I'm gonna get it to. You. I'm gonna get it for you for your birthday as a joke. That would be fine. Right. It's a chore. I would welcome you. that because I own Babylon AD on Blu ray. I don't
0: mind that movie, but I haven't seen it since it first came out yeah. on Blu ray. Yeah.
1: I feel like there's a whole. like, And then Constantine, by the way, is like squarely in the middle of this time period where like <laughs> all the movies that I watched were kind of like Chronicles of Riddick were just like movies I saw on television all the time and were not movies that I own and were not necessarily movies that I saw in the theater. And so okay. like I don't have any. Like I don't own Chronicles of Riddick. I know that's incredible. what I know. I'm Do you really at least sharp. have a poster? Uh, yeah, in my spaceship. Okay, um, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the shop. Um, but the poster uh, or the spaceship? Uh, both. Um, it's in the poster shop. Uh, there's just like I. So I don't have like. It's not like a thing I can go back to all the time because it's just like this distant memory from like before I started work and like after grad school where like I dimly remember watching all these movies. Um. I don't know. Super weird. Um, let's see, what was I going to say? I think you were mentioning like kind of. So I was thinking about this movie in terms of how it places inside of like Keanu's filmography, and okay. I just feel like. And I don't know if you chose this movie for this reason necessarily. Maybe you didn't, but I feel like I don't remember why I chose this movie. <laughs> I don't. Either. We talked about it months ago, right? Like a long time ago. Yeah, like, hey, and do I don't know? remember why I wanted to do it at the time. Right. But do you still want to do Constantine? I was like, yeah, sure, absolutely, one hundred percent. Oh, that one, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I was looking through his filmography and it's sort of at a really interesting time with, it seems like it's at the tail end of, it's like sort of, okay. Like before the matrix, like he had this sort of, um, they were trying to like push him into these like romantic comedies. Right. So he's like in or these romances, right? Like sweet November, you know, something's got to give like whatever this kind of stuff. And so that, so that stage of his career was slowly coming to an end. Mm -hmm. And then, I guess Constantine was like the big one that he was in and then a little bit afterwards is when like he starts doing like slightly more interesting things Uh, like uh, a skin. Have you seen a scanner darkly? No. Yeah. Okay. And so that one was just a little bit after this one and then it's like well I mean the lake house is in there so I don't know. I like, like the lake house. Oh and there's nothing wrong with it but just it's like the tail end of that like romantic comedy phase he went through when he was trying to cleanse his mind of the Matrix but then he's in street kings and then he starts like I like kind street of kings movie. I do like street kings as well although I can't I always get street kings and end of watch mixed up I've never seen end of watch okay well don't watch it because then you'll they're get both those David Ayer right I, think
0: I don't think so. David Ayer directed street kings but I think he wrote it I yeah. think any movie that's about like scummy cops is written by David Ayer <laughs> or Joe Carnahan <laughs> oh,
1: Joe, Joe Carnahan. I can't tell those two guys apart. Have you ever seen them in the same room together? Because I haven't.
0: Interesting. Oh, what a theory. I would take a Joe Carnahan movie over a David Ayer I movie would, any you know, day of the week stop and walking out on, on
1: Saturday. Him. Stop walking. Joe Carnahan, come back. Yeah. We miss you. Um, but then he started doing, like, so Scanner Darkly and all these sort of more interesting things. Yeah. It led to this sort of, I don't know, you can sort of, like, trace... I'm moving my finger, but you can't see it. Podcast <laughs> listeners. Um, like he has this upward trend where he's sort of on his way to where he is now, sort of. So it's fun to see like in the last 15 years, like, okay, 15 years ago he was doing this Constantine thing. And now he's at, I don't know, he's at the this A-list kind of guy, which I find super He is
0: now, yeah. But I worry that it's only when he's playing John Wick. I mean, Bill and Ted Face the Music is going to do okay. Sure. Because that, that's... That's the total bad boys for life situation where it's like, right. oh, we get to see those guys back together. And they they haven't made one of those since 91. Uh, so that's oh, bananas. Um, but I don't know. I mean, has he really made that many non-John Wick movies that have been successful in the last few
1: years? How did uh, Man of Tai Chi do?
0: It barely got released. I mean, that's
1: true. I love I'd love that movie so much. Because it's amazing. That sure. movie's so good it and you wish he would direct yeah. another one. Yeah.
0: But again, the I the seeds of that are sown in the Matrix sure. from working with those fight coordinators um and that leads to his interest in kind of martial arts. Sure. Uh which leads to Man of Tai Chi which ultimately I think sort of begets the John Wick movies, right? Because he's in so tight with all these stunt people and fight coordinators yeah. and uh remember uh uh oh god what's it called i'm so
1: excited where's this going
0: that movie that we saw that wasn't good uh something warriors uh no (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) i'm so excited who else was in it assassins it's not 13 assassins Uh, is is that movie assassin amazing um there was no the keanu movie
1: Oh shit. Forty seven Ronin. Forty seven Ronin. Oh my god. god. I that was so up, far from coming up <laughs> with with coming
0: up with the title for that movie.
1: Well well you were hitting in the right target because you were like <laughs> right. Assassin, Ronin how, Ronin, how many of them were there? How many of them were there? See right. that's you were so close.
0: That was a disappointment. Yeah,
1: it was not good. But
0: I feel like that was a movie that was
1: messed with a lot in post production. I also feel like he was sort of um kind of like Matt Damon in that. Oh yeah, the Great which I also did was just, not see. Was just, I, I don't. I kind of have forgotten it. Okay, because it's there's Mad- like giant monsters in that movie. Sure, Matt Damon with a man bun. Like, what's, yeah. uh, what could go wrong? <laughs> but Keanu just felt like this sort of like American actor like add on to this thing that wasn't really an American movie. Which is which is fine. Those those things can still work, obviously, but you know, it, it didn't work in that situation. Um, What's the other movie I was gonna say? Is that Manitachi already? What was the other one? Um did you see I haven't seen Knock Knock. Is oh sure I've seen Knock Knock. Is that good? I heard that was, I hear good things about it. It's good if you like Keanu. Sure.
0: Um and I love uh Lorenza Izzo who plays one of the two girls. The other girl is Ana de Armas, who is now everyone's favorite. Uh I'm a Lorenzo Izzo man myself. Um <laughs> and, and they're both good, but in particular Lorenza Izzo is great. But Keanu is incredibly entertaining in that sure. movie. So it's worth it just to enjoy those actors. I don't know if the movie lands the way it's supposed to land, Um, but whatever. Sure. Okay. I don't know.
1: I just, I, I, I think in my memory or in my, the way that I'm sort of looking at it, I feel like, okay, this is sort of, like the, the the beginning of that upturn into right. kind of where we are now. So yeah. well, it's, it's sort of fun. The keanu
0: You think Constantine is the beginning of the keanu
1: Sure. If we could, I know I'm slowly speaking words again. Um, sure. <laughs> um, if we didn't call it the Keanu-sons, it'd be great. The word renaissance was never meant to be messed with this Are way. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Why can't we just call it like uh, his... I can't think of a name Exactly. Is the big Keanu can't comeuppance. can't think of anything keanu, as good as keanu The Keanu uprising. The Keanu... That revol- sounds like Keanu is going to revolt. Okay. Uh, the Keanu revolution. Oh, wait. That's also revolting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The Keanu ascending. Mm-hmm. Okay. It sounds like the sequel to... A movie
0: called Keanu, which there was a movie <laughs> called Keanu, and then we'll get Keanu Ascending. It was about a cat, yeah. How do you feel about this next Matrix movie?
1: I feel like we really shouldn't do it. <laughs> we also shouldn't do it if Hugo Weaving, apparently it's not yeah, a part of it either, so I'm like, disappointing. Oh, well, what do, we do I mean, I, I kind of get it, like, you don't want, like, everything to be the same. You right. want some things right, right, to right. be different, I do right. understand, but it's like, really? Yeah. You can't fit him? Can't you, like, the man who's been a part of every major trilogy or yeah, really for the last twenty years. You can't f- come on. He's not doing anything. Just call him. He's just sitting at <laughs> home. He's not doing stuff. Just just let him know.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'll never count
1: out the Wachowskis. Sure, but yeah, the promise of a. I mean, but, I mean, movie doesn't I mean, especially interesting. You're right. Let's be completely honest with our listeners, which is like you and I are definitely going to go for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Opening not together, day. but we're definitely going to go. Yes, for sure. we so, be there. The so first we can day. be like, well, I don't know, but we're definitely going to go see it. Of course. Um, do you kind of feel like the Matrix influence that Keanu has is also because I'm thinking about uh, who are the who are the John Wick directors? It's David Leach and who's the other guy. I don't remember. But there's two dudes. You know, what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about, right. David like, Leach,
0: I believe, made Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah.
1: And the other one made Terminator Dark Fate? No. I thought he made Oh. Like Atomic Blonde. I know, right right now people are throwing their phones <laughs> across the room again. Sorry guys. Do not throw your laptop across the room. Oh gosh, why can't I not? I can't read? remember. It's it's anyway, people know. Like the, the directors of John Wick, those guys. Is that what was that a matrix connection or is that like a Keanu connection? I think it's probably more of a Keanu connection. Yeah. So if you're thinking about um to use football parlance. Like in, in the NFL, there's this popular thing where like head coaches always always have like assistant coaches, and those assistant coaches end up becoming head coaches themselves, and so like it's like genealogy of that. Chad Stahelski. There we go, Chad Stahelski. Who on interviews is a really aggressive dude. Really? <laughs> Not in a bad way, but he's and he's, he's made like, the sequels. Yeah. He made the John Wick sequels. Yeah. Not aggressive in a bad way, but he's very like like, type A, I'm a stuntman, <laughs> oh. like, macho dude. Okay, got it. Which, you know, that's fine. Uh, he, that's the kind of movies that he's making. But I feel like... if oh, we're, Tim
0: Miller made Terminator Dark Fate. What am I talking about? I don't know. Sorry. Deadpool? Yeah. Deadpool 2? But he didn't make Deadpool 2, because I think... David Leitch made Deadpool too. Oh man, I can't tell them apart. Nope, it's gonna be none upset. of it is. You guys know this
1: stuff better than us. Yeah, I have it's, a phone here. I can look it up, but Brent's, I'm not going to bother. Right, stop matter. throwing your laptop across no, yeah. it, it's, I suck. So I don't know. I mean, that's kind of cool. Part of the Keanu uh, science. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm not okay with it. it. Uh, is like those guys, you know, and now those yeah. guys have like are out in the world and right. making all this stuff right. too. So I, I, I don't know. I'm going to give Keanu credit for that for bringing those guys to to the surface. Well,
0: and I also think that the John Wick movies have had a positive influence on um, action cinematography because you and I as action movie fans know that uh, certain filmmakers have always known how to shoot action. Um, But it hasn't always been true in Hollywood films and John Wick, the John Wick franchise, I feel like has helped bring that to Hollywood films and their success because even in something like bad boys for life, I think we're getting longer takes, um, more, uh, like wider shots where we can see the, the, the whole actor in the right. shot, you know, um, things that again, Asian cinema has been doing for a long time. A lot of direct video movies have been doing for a long time, but Hollywood films have not been necessarily doing for a long time. So it's nice to see uh, the John wick series having a positive influence on action cinema as well.
1: Yeah. Well, I think Keanu himself is making like that sort of thing popular with actors that they want to do that kind of action. Right. right? That there's no way Halle Berry would put herself through that sort of, uh, you know, guns and that kind of training with the dogs. If she didn't see that Keanu had done it himself previously. And so she's like, I'm up for it. You know, so it's pretty cool. Um, I think uh, these are all things we're laying at the feet of the Keanu-sons is, mm-hmm. is this, I think with Stahelski and Leach, those guys are bringing that kind of action movie making back as like sort of like back into it being an American thing. Mm-hmm. Not that it has to be an American thing. It doesn't matter, obviously. But like so much of when I think about, okay. they making American action great again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> imdb trivia everybody um but if they're not um like outside of those movies outside of the john wick movies like my favorite action movies are just they're they're just in other places they're making them in asia they're making them in, right. in different places right and so it is fun to see like a hollywood action movie that's like big and that's you know that's keanu that's mm-hmm. awesome i love mm-hmm. it that we that we have that now
0: you know movie doesn't have a ton of action Constantine. oh yeah uh, because it's too often characters explaining the rules of heaven and hell and how they commingle on earth to one another. I also thought about dogma a lot during this movie because one of my issues with dogma, to go back to Kevin Smith, yep. and I think I brought this up when we did it as a part of our 9 for 99, is that dogma is just characters explaining shit to each other. Kevin sure. Smith has all these different ideas about theology, and he doesn't know how to communicate them visually. So yeah. he just has characters speak them to sure. each other. And Constantine, the movie, does a ton of that. Yes. There's so much rule explaining to each other. And and you know, we have the Rachel Vice character as sort of the audience surrogate who is new to this world, so she constantly has to have stuff explained to her by John Constantine. And there's just so much of it in this movie. And the whole time I was thinking of you, cause I was like, Mark on is a Catholic, I wonder how much of this he's like, this is such nonsense. It is a bunch of
1: nonsense. Um, I, I would say a lot of it. I mean, I guess the most Catholic part about the movie is like suicide is bad. Oh, okay. So that's, a Catholic that's idea. Uh, you know, I think, <laughs> I didn't was, realize that think was everybody property would, of the Catholics. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think most people would agree. Yeah. yeah because suicide's not so good. um, yeah, I mean, your point about just the rule-following part, and I think it, what's funny is that it, it takes all this time to explain the rules, and then but then it's this weird middle ground where it doesn't explain enough of the rules, because there are too many instances where the rules are not being followed. Right. And so it's like, okay, well, why are you taking the time to explain rules to us when, like, you're not going to follow your own rules in any way? Right. So that's strange. Um, Like in another situation, not to go back to John Wick, but I guess we're going to go back to John Wick. What's cool about John Wick is that this world that they're building in there has these very specific rules, And then you see enough of the characters behaving in a way where they are trying to follow those Mm rules, which is what gives the story some some substance. Because you're like, oh, okay, like that's like a real thing. But there's no point in explaining rules that no one's going to follow. Right. You know, so. Right. Uh, that's, that's, that's the Catholic perspective on uh, the rules. And even
0: when we see them break the rules, it's not that there are, it's like we barely knew what the rules were ahead of time to know that they were being broken. Sure. We find out after the fact, as Keanu explains, like you broke this rule, here's what this rule is. It's like no, no, no. The whole point is you need to know the rules up front. Yes. And then when somebody <laughs> breaks them, there's a tension there because then we're like, ooh, what's going to happen now that you broke this rule that you guys so clearly established? Right. But the movie doesn't quite do that. It's just always playing catch up with its own. Uh, what's well, got to look cool? Well, yeah. I mean, it does look cool. It's yeah. very confidently made. Yes. Like. I still like the movie I I'm I'm bagging on it and I feel bad because I actually do like this movie um it's very confidently made and it is a, you know there's a lot of like isn't this cool yeah. um but some of it is genuinely cool like I'm not a huge fan of the cinema of cool sure.
1: um long when it's trench going coats. out of its sure.
0: way right right <laughs> long trench coats exactly the 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 boondock saints slash cobra (laughs) right school of isn't everything the coolest i was just on kill by kill and we were talking about cobra and i like cobra but there's that montage when he first arrives at the grocery store where it's like cool car cool boots cool sunglasses toothpick spins his gun cobra on the handle just everything about him is like aren't i the baddest motherfucker. It's like a brand. Right. He wears
1: it like a label.
0: And right. that shit is, i it makes me crazy. Um sure. And I don't think Constantine
1: goes overboard with the look how cool this shit is. Yeah. That's it. Well, I think part of it is just, uh, it's, the, uh, it's the sad Keanu, right, that he's this sort of downtrodden, even though he is cool and even though he is sort of a badass because he has an answer, he has like a snarky answer for everything, mm-hmm. but it's also he is sort of a, a downtrodden character, right, he's just sort of sad or, upset or he's always like irritated he's never he's never sort of happy so i think that kind of that kind of cuts through the cool a little bit when the person's like sort of sad at its core um i think he plays the part
0: fine sure like again i I like watching him on screen because i'm a fan um i think he has an interesting physicality about him always in movies which again is what makes the john wick movie so successful is that people are capitalizing on his physicality um, he's believable as, like, smoking, cool guy, sarcastic sure. John Constantine. But I will confess that I think I like my Keanu best when he's, like, utterly sincere. Yes, absolutely. And he's not in this movie necessarily,
1: you know? Yeah. I mean, it's such a – can you think of another – because I, I couldn't. I tried to search. I can't think of another part that he plays that he's – like this kind of sarcastic or ironic. I can't.
0: Right. Remember. No, because in the matrix movies, he's Rachel Weiss. Sure. Playing catch up. Wide eyed. Right. With looking, right. 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 Exactly. Um, and yeah, and in, in, in his other best roles, I would say he's, uh, typically like when you look at the John Wick movies or at speed, he's kind of a man of few words. Yeah. um, Johnny Utah in Point Break isn't sarcastic. He's got a few like little wisecracks, sure, but he has sort of a youthful inexperience. Yeah, he's more brash, yeah, you know, because he wants to prove himself. Sort right, of thing. right. Um, so no, I don't think I can think of another. Yeah. part exactly. It's a little like bit. This.
1: It sticks out a little bit because yeah. in his of out of all his movies, it sticks out because he's sort of like that. How do you feel about a Constantine sequel? I mean, I would be on board for it, I guess. I don't think we
0: necessarily need one. What we'll end up getting is a reboot, right? not a sequel. Um, I didn't watch the show. Yeah, I didn't either. So I can't comment on that. I don't think we'll get a Keanu Reeves sequel. I think it'll be like a Hellboy situation where we just reboot it with David Harbour. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I could watch David Harbour smoke cigarettes. Sure. Yeah. that you know, yeah. all the time. Right? I didn't really like that Hellboy movie.
1: No, I didn't. Right, but that was like definitely a like. Why are you making this? Yeah. Well, and it was compromised, and it no, was no. It's very strange. Pretty bad. It was very strange. Um, is this the only no? Well, I think part of you were talking about the Blade vibe earlier. I think also part of it is that this is the like if you're thinking about a supernatural comic book hero, yeah. thing. Like this is kind of. This kind of it, right? It's like that and Blade. Like, there wasn't really... Hellboy. Any... Yes, that's true.
0: We literally Blade. just mentioned. Oh, uh, right. Hellboy. S- sorry. Oh, no, I'm sure there's a bunch of others.
1: I just... Again, people at <sighs> home are rattling them I off know, right I now. I apologize for how many times you've thrown is your phone... phone does Swamp
0: Thing count as... Uh, Dark Man? I don't know. Uh, we got Morbius, the Living Vampire. Yeah, coming up. that's coming. I up. saw the trailer for that. I don't know. Right after I saw the trailer for Bloodshot with Vin Diesel. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about either. There's one a whole of them. bunch of I don't know. I'll see there. one because it has Vin Diesel. I
1: don't. My allegiance to Jared Leto is not so strong. Is Morbius? Is that part of like the Sony? Yes, Marvel. It's not like the Marvel Marvel. Correct. Oh, Sony awesome. Marvel. Okay, so. If information I understand about Jared Leto is true, he's going to be leaving like bloody crap all over the. Place oh, I'm sure he's a method actor. Yeah,
0: knows, I just heard that Joaquin Phoenix was doing that same kind of shit when they made Joker. It's just, it's just adolescent. Grow the up. movie that's going to win multiple Oscars. Grow
1: up, everyone!
0: Multiple Oscars for Joker. You watch? <laughs> oh,
1: I thought it was 1917. I keep hearing <laughs> that 1917 and Joker are going to win everything.
0: Uh, probably. Sure.
1: Although I, I do ha- think I I something yet. Bong Jun Ho is,
0: is gonna get best director. Oh my god, that would be amazing.
1: I doubt that Parasite will win best picture, but I, think, I do think he'll get director. I think that I think Parasite winning best picture would be sort of like a like that would be just the impossible, like I don't even know. I think we'd end up with another
0: Rambo movie if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of a sudden Stallone wants to
1: make Rambo six. F that or like F ten. Or, uh, that does sound like a Windows command now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. You got anything else?
0: Um, I had one thing and I just forgot it. Damn it. It wasn't about the supporting performances. I wanted to, like, go through and say, like, who's your MVP for the movie? Uh, Peter Stormare always yeah i think he's mine too his interpretation of the devil is very entertaining he's having a lot of fun he is he
1: is enjoy- like he probably IMDb there-
0: trivia says he uh, designed his own costume for well, that that's adorable <laughs> did he bring his own clothes i assume so did he pack his own lunch i think he shaved his own eyebrows probably i just think that's who he is he, like i think peter of. stomari might actually be the devil
1: i think he just or he thinks that he is i just love how many variations of euro trash he's played um also it's weird that we think that all the things that he's played can just it's like it's basically you're a trash mm-hmm. right it's weird right yeah that, that the devil is you're a trash right uh that vampires are you trash right um it's i don't know it's very strange but yeah he would be my mvp yeah i like Tilda Swinton a lot in the movie too but and i think i at, wish she had more to do
0: well i mean that's true of a lot of people even yep. rachel vice is yeah. like wasted and this is her reunion we didn't even talk about the fact that uh her and Keanu had made Chain Reaction together, <laughs> which I have to I tell you. I don't. I think I've only watched like the first 20 minutes. Of I it. could not have been more excited for Chain Reaction when it was coming out because it was Keanu coming off of Speed. It was Andrew Davis coming off of The Fugitive. It was shot in Chicago. The trailer was cool. I was so on board for Chain Reaction. And it was my introduction to Rachel Vice. That was sure. the first time I'd ever seen her in anything. Uh, and it is not a great movie. No. Yeah. That's why right, turn it off after 20
1: minutes. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. It doesn't. Uh, much better okay. after those twenty minutes. Okay. okay, so you're saying no chain reaction two. Uh, I doubt it. Two chain reactions,
0: but you know, never say never. Okay. They keep rebooting stuff like That's direct right. to video. So
1: okay, so what we've learned from this podcast, yes, is that Joe Carnahan needs to make a movie with Keanu. Is, I'm I'm into it. Is what I feel like. I'm into, into it. it. I feel like Keanu. Look what he did for Liam Neeson, right? I think Keanu's burgeoning influence. In this 15 minutes of fame that he has lasted five years, which he did solely to redeem your appreciation for him. Thank you. Keanu. Um, he should just use his burgeoning influence to get Joe Carnahan to do a John Wick seven. Yes.
0: Yeah. If they do reboot Constantine. Yeah. Nicolas Cage. Yeah,
1: absolutely. A hundred percent. I don't care that he's too old for the part. No. And then make it like a hard R. Absolutely, yeah. No more of this PG thirteen nonsense. Crazy. Although this was R, was Cover it? him in blood. Was
0: this R? No, no, no. Oh, I thought it was. There's, there's nothing R rated, but yeah, for some reason I thought it, it was R.
1: Isn't. They don't even like swear in this movie very much. Wow, that's the Catholic perspective. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's why you're on the show. Uh, thanks, guys. So Suicide is bad, everyone.
1: <laughs> Suicide is bad. Okay, okay. You have to call me in to make a ruling, and this is what I'm saying. I appreciate you
0: coming down hard on that.
1: Uh, Well, thanks for talking, Constantine. No, absolutely, man. Uh, Can we go now? Because I need some cigarettes, like immediately.